This is the London Visited podcast on your favourite podcast provider, bringing to you the facts, history and information about different parts of this great capital. If you have been to London, are planning on visiting, live here or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Steve and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go back to Arsenal for part three of three of our series look on the Arsenal Stadium. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering so many different places across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's final part of the podcast. In August 2009, Arsenal began a programme of Arsenalisation of the Emirates Stadium after listening to feedback from supporters in a forum. The intention was to turn the stadium into a visible stronghold of all things Arsenal through a variety of artistic and creative means, led by Arsenal Chief Executive Ivan Gazadis. Among the first changes were white seats installed in the pattern of the club's trademark cannon, located on the lower level stands opposite the entrance tunnel. The Spirit of Highbury, a shrine depicting every player to have played for Arsenal during its 93-year residence, was erected in late 2009 outside the stadium at the south end. Eight large murals on the exterior of the stadium were installed, each depicting four Arsenal legends linking arms, such that the effect of the completed design is 32 legends in a huddle embracing the stadium. Around the lower concourse of the stadium are additional murals, depicting 12 greatest moments in Arsenal history. Voted for by a poll on the club's website, Prior to the start of the 2010-11 season, Arsenal renamed the coloured seating quadrants of the ground as the East End, West End, North Bank and Clock End. Akin to Highbury, this involved the installation of a clock above the newly renamed Clock End, which was unveiled in a league match against Blackpool. In April 2011, Arsenal renamed two bridges near the stadium in honour of club directors Ken Fryer and Danny Frisman. As part of the club's 125 anniversary celebrations in December 2011, Arsenal unveiled three statues of former captain Tony Adams, record goalscorer Thierry Henry and manager Herbert Chapman outside of the stadium. Before Arsenal's match against Sunderland in February 2014, the club unveiled a statue of former striker Dennis Burkamp outside the west end of the Emirates Stadium. Banners and flags often designed by supporters group Red Action are hung around the ground. A large 49 flag representing the record run of 49 unbeaten league games is passed around the lower tier before kickoff. Described as beautiful and intimidating by architect Christopher Lee of Populous, the Emirates Stadium is a four-tiered bowl with translucent polycarbonate roofing over the stands, but not over the pitch. The underside is clad with metallic panels and the roof is supported by four triangular trusses made of weld tubeless steel. Two trusses span 200 meters, 660 feet, in a north-south direction, while a further two span an east-west direction. The trusses are supported by the stadium's vertical concrete course, eight of which are connected to them by steel tripods. They, in turn, each house four stairways, a passenger lift, as well as service access. Facades are either glazed or woven between the cores, which allows visitors on the podium to see inside the stadium. The glass and steel construction was designed by populace to give an impression that the stadium sparkles in sunlight and glows in the night. The upper and lower parts of the stadium feature standard seating, the stadium has two levels below ground that house its support facilities, such as commercial kitchens, changing rooms, and press and education centres. 
The main middle tier, known as the club level, is premium priced and also includes the director's box. There are 7,139 seats of this level, which are sold on licenses lasting from one to four years. Immediately above the club tier is a small circle consisting of 150 boxes of 10, 12, and 15 seats. The total number of spectators at this level is 2,222. The high demand for tickets, as well as the relative wealth of their London fans, means that revenue from premium seating and corporate boxes is nearly as high as the revenue from the entire stadium at Highbury. The upper tier is contoured to leave open space in the corners of the ground, and the roof is significantly canted inwards. Both of these features are meant to provide as much airflow and sunlight to the pitch as possible. Supporters in the upper tier on one side of the ground are unable to see the supporters in the upper tier opposite. The stadium was the first in the world to incorporate HD TV streaming. In the northwest and southeast corners of the stadium are two giant screens suspended from the roof. The pitch is 105 by 68 meters, 115 by 74 yards in size, and the total grass area at the Emirates is 113 by 76 meters, 124 by 83 yards. Like Highbury, it runs north-south with a player's tunnel and the dugouts on the west side of the pitch, underneath the main TV camera. The quality of Arsenal's pitch and groundsmanship has been recognized internationally by bodies such as the Institute of Groundsmanship. The away fans are found in the southeast corner of the lower tier. The away supporter configuration can be expanded from 1,500 seats to 4,500 seats behind the south goal in the lower tier, and a further 4,500 seats can be made available also in the upper tier, bringing the total to 9,000 spectators. The regulation 15% required for domestic cup competitions such as the FA Cup and the EFL Cup. In total, the current seated capacity is 60,704, with future facilities in place which may allow future expansion of seats pending approval from regulatory bodies such as the Islington Council. The stadium additionally has facilities for fans with disabilities, including a guide dog toilet facility, a disabled supporters match day lounge, changing places toilet facilities which includes a hoist and changing table. In September 2017, Arsenal opened a sensory room at the stadium for the fans. There are 241 wheelchair accessible seats within the Emirates Stadium. The Emirates Stadium plays tribute to Arsenal's former home, Highbury. The club offices are officially called Highbury House, located northeast of Emirates Stadium, and house the bust of Herbert Chapman that used to reside at Highbury. Three other busts that used to reside at Highbury of Claude Ferrier, architect of Highbury's East End, Dennis Hillwood, former Arsenal chairman, and manager Arsene Wenger have been moved to the Emirates Stadium and are in display in the entrance of the Diamond Club. Additionally, the clock that gave its name to the old clock end has been recited on the new clock end, which features a newer, larger replica of the clock. The Arsenal Club Museum, which was formerly held in the North Bank Stand, opened in October 2006 and is located in the north of the stadium, within the Northern Triangle Building. It houses the marble statues that were once held in the marble halls of Highbury. As of 2008, Arsenal's season ticket waiting list stood at 40,000 people. There has also been discussion on the implementation of safe standing. In February 2022, the club announced major renovation plans to improve the Emirates Stadium. The first phase of these renovations include installing new video boards, turnstile ticket readers, and refurbishing the stadium roof and wrap. Future renovation plans include completely overhauling the PA system and improving mobile connectivity within the stadium. On the, on the 11th of January 2023, Arsenal unveiled eight new pieces of artwork that would adorn the exterior of the Emirates Stadium. Victoria Correa Cresset, Remember Who You Are, Invincible, Come to See the Arsenal, 1886, We All Follow the Arsenal, Future Brilliance, and Found a Place Where We Belong.
Other uses at the Emirates Stadium have included in 2008 a concert by Bruce Springsteen. 2009 was the Capital FM's Summertime Ball. In 2012, Coldplay played there. In 2013, Muse and Green Day played there. And in 2022, The Killers played there. Aside from sporting uses, the Emirates Stadium operates as a conference centre. On the 27th of March 2008, it played host to a summit between the British Prime Minister Gordon Brown and French President Nicolas Sarkozy. In part because the stadium was recognised as a shining example of Anglo-French cooperation. The stadium has been used as a location for the audition stage of reality shows The X Factor, Britain's Got Talent and Big Brother. In 2016, the Emirates was the venue for the Celebrity Masterchef, where contestants prepare meals for club staff members. Aside from sporting uses, the Emirates has been used as musical venues, which increases its capacity to 72,000 people. British band Coldplay played three concerts at the Emirates in June 2012, having sold out the first two nights within 30 minutes of going on sale. They were the first band to sell out the stadium for music purposes. The stadium's also been used for a number of international friendly matches, all of which have featured the Brazil national football team. The first match was against Argentina on the 3rd of September 2006, which ended in a 3-0 victory for Brazil. The Emirates was the only London venue for the 2021 Men's Rugby League World Cup. On the 12th of November 2022, the stadium hosted the second semi-final between England and Samoa, which England lost 26-27. It is difficult to get accurate attendance figures, as Arsenal do not release these, but choose to use tickets sold. The average attendance for competitive first-team fixtures in the stadium's first season, 2006-07, was 59,837, with a Premier League average attendance of 60,045. By the 2016-17 season, the reported average home league attendance was 59,957. The attendances that Arsenal reported to the Metropolitan Police for the 2015-16 season show an average home match attendance of 54,918 ranging from a high of 60,007 against Aston Villa to a low of 44,878 against West Bromwich Albion. The highest attendance for an Arsenal match at the Emirates Stadium, as of December 2022, is 60,383 for a Premier League match against Wolverhampton Wanderers on the 2nd of November 2019. The lowest attendance on the ground is believed to be 25,909 for a match against FT Bait Barazov in the UEFA Europa League on the 7th of December 2017. However, the official attendance for the game is recorded as 54,648. The first player to score at the Emirates in a competitive match was Aston Villa defender Olaf Melberg after 53 minutes. In the same match, Gilberto Silva scored Arsenal's first competitive goal of the ground. Jay Simpson was the first Arsenal player to score a hat-trick at the Emirates Stadium against Cardiff City in February 2007 while Emmanuel Adebayor recorded Arsenal's 100th goal at the ground in January 2008 against Newcastle United. Arsenal's biggest margin of victory at the Emirates Stadium was by seven goals, achieved with a 7-0 win over Slava Prague in the group stages of the UEFA Champions League on the 23rd of October 2007. The biggest margin of defeat at the ground was by four goals, when they were beaten 5-1 by Bayern Munich in the Champions League round of 16, second leg on the 7th of March 2017. Robin Van Persie has scored most goals at the Emirates Stadium with 64. The Emirates Stadium is served by a number of London underground stations and bus routes. Arsenal Stadium is the closest for the northern portion of the stadium, accessed via the Ken Fryer Bridge, with Highbury Islington Station serving the southern end. While Holloway Road Station is the closest to the southern portion, it is entry only before matches and exit only afterwards to prevent overcrowding. Drayton Park Station, adjacent to the Danny Friesman Bridge, 
is shut on match days as the railway services to this station do not operate at weekends nor after 10pm. £7.6 million was set aside in the planning permission for upgrading Drayton Park and Holloway Road. However, Transport for London decided not to upgrade either station in favour of improvement works at the interchanges at Highbury and Islington and Finsbury Park stations, both of which are served by underground and national rail services and are approximately a 10-minute walk away. The Emirates Stadium is the only football stadium that stands beside the East Coast mainline between London and Edinburgh and is just over two miles from King's Cross Station. Driving to the Emirates Stadium is strongly discouraged as there are strict match day parking restrictions in operation around the stadium. An hour before kickoff to one hour after the final whistle, there is a complete ban on vehicle movement on a number of the surrounding roads, except for the Islington residents and businesses with a road closure access permit. The parking restrictions mean that the stadium is highly dependent on the underground service, particularly when there is no overground service in operation. The stadium opens to ticket holders two hours before kickoff. The main club shop, named the Armoury, and ticket offices are located near the West Stand, with an additional store at the base of the North Bank Bridge, named All Arsenal, and the Arsenal store next to the Finsbury Park station. Arsenal operates an electronic ticketing system where members of the Arsenal, a club fans membership scheme, use their membership cards to enter the stadium, thus removing the need for turnstile operators. Non-members are issued with a one-off paper ticket embedded with an RFID tag, allowing them to enter the stadium. So, I hope you've enjoyed all three parts of our look at the Arsenal Stadium, that's starting right from the early days of Highbury to when that closed and to the Emirates Stadium. This was also requested by a listener, so if you'd like to make contact with us and suggest any places that you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or through our social media. It's that easy. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our podcast, and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one.